This sicha is in the clouds. It's actually a sicha about the Anane Hakovoid, the clouds of glory as they are often referred to, that protected and accompanied the Yidden through the Midbar. And it ends with a very powerful message for Gimel Tammuz. Chazal zogin as der be'er basot bazork di Eden in midbar midvaser is gvem b'schos Miriam. Chazal teach us that the well that provided the Eden with water in the desert was in the merit in the merit of Miriam. When der far is gleich noch der ptiru von Miriam v'loy ha yamayim leeda. Therefore, immediately after her passing, there was no water for the people to drink. When the anane kavod zayne given b'schos Aaron and the clouds of covid the clouds of glory as it's often translated were in the merit of arain und wenn mes arain istalku anane covid and when arain passed away these clouds uh, disappeared von deswegen is der beer given euch noch pteras miriam und die anane covid noch pteras arain nevertheless we find that the well continued after the passing of miriam and the clouds continued after the passing of arain the Chazal teach us that both were returned to the Yidin in the, in the merit of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's, that's, the, that's the Chazal. This is in the Gemara. Does Rashi and Pshutei Shomikra, do they agree with this? So, at first glance, it seems, as Rashi that also Rashi, in his Pirush, which is the literal and basic understanding of the Psukim, would also accept these words, these teachings of Chazal. Where do we see this? Because I'm the Pasik that says that the people after Miriam passed away did not have water to drink. Is Rashi Mefarish Rashi explains Mikan Shakol Mem Miriam. This teaches us that for the past forty years they did have water to drink in the merit of Miriam. When I'm Pasik when there's a Pasik that says Vayishma the Knani heard, Brain Terashi says, Shama Shames Aaron when it's Talkonani Kovit. The Knani heard that Arim passed away and that the clouds of glory disappeared. So we see that Rashi agrees with the first part that the Be'er was in the merit of Miriam and the and the, uh, the clouds were in the merit of Arin. Nevertheless, we find on the other and conversely we find as the Be'er is Ganechnachtis Miriam that the well existed past after the passing of Miriam. We did sell Vaitin and Chumish as it is related later in the Parsha. In our parsha, parsha's chukas, bam nesvin eshet anacholim. Eshet anacholim was were these two mountains that were very close to each other, and the yidden were supposed to pass between them, and the uh, and the nations, the emirim, I think, were going to ambush them in this very narrow space and try to kill them, and they would have nowhere to run. What happened in the end was the two mountains moved towards each other and crushed the emodium in the middle and the water, the blood flowed. And then the Pasik says, or Rashi explains that the water of the Be'er flowed through this valley. So the Yidden should see the blood of the, uh, of the uh, emodium and know the miracle that Hashem did for them, who said that he saved them from this ambush. Un Ridashi, so we see that with the Ashadan Khalim and also Ridashi's Mafarish Apumi Bamaisa Gai Bistemaya the Pasik continues to talk about where the Yidin traveled and it says and where the water went and it says from Bamaisa Gai it ended up in Zdaimayav Kisham Mais Moisha Shambat La Ba'er because that's where Moisha died and that's where the Ba'er stopped. 
So we see that the Be'er stopped when Moshe passed away, not when Miriam passed away. This implies that Rashi accepts that the Be'er was there in the merit of Moshe, and that's why it stopped when Moshe passed away. It's also therefore logical to conclude that also the clouds came back in Moshe's merit. It's not logical to say that the Be'er, the water, would come back in Moshe's merit and Moshe's merit would not help to get the clouds back. So if we see clearly from Rashi that the cloud, that the well came back, the water came back in Moshe's merit, it's most logical to say that also the clouds came back in Moshe's merit. So it seems that Rashi agrees with the med, with the Chazal, with the Gemara, that the Be'er was in the schus of was was in the schus of Miriam, the Anani Hakovid were in the schus of Aaron, and when they passed away, they left, and then they came back in Moshe's merit. However, this raises a question. With regards to the well, the Torah tells us how it came back. The people did not have water. They gathered against Moshe. And they argued with Moshe. Take this stick. And then, of course, we know the details of the story, but the outcome, the result was that once again, the Yidin had water that came from the rock. Regards to the clouds, we don't find not in Chumash, nor in Rashi, how and when the clouds came back. So this is our first question. If the clouds came back, just like the well came back, why is there no mention about it? Not in Chumash, not in Rashi. And now we have a second question. Just like when the water stopped, the, it caused that the Yidin should gather and fight with Moshe. Seemingly, similarly, the, the removal of the clouds should have caused an uproar by the Yidin. Why don't we find anywhere the Yidin complaining to Moshe that the clouds were taken from them? So in Siv Beis, the Rebbe is going to suggest that maybe the Anani Kaveh did not come back. And the reason they didn't come back is because they weren't necessary anymore. Maybe that's why we don't hear that it came back because after Aaron passed away, they were not necessary anymore and therefore they didn't come back. And this is what the Rebbe is going to suggest in Siv Beis. That we could try to understand within Sutishal Mikra that after the pa- passing of Aaron, the Anani Kavit did not come back. For a very simple reason, we did not need the clouds. And Rebbe is going to explain. Rashi at Shemfriyer Mefaris given as the anonym of an Arum Geringolt Eden. Bidal the Ruches Lamayel Olamat. Rashi explained earlier that the clouds surrounded the Eden on the four sides above and below. Was Durch Dem Hab and Zay, and through this they accomplished the following things. Aleph. 
Pashit the Eden, the Balyakibahem Sherevishamash. It protected the Eden that he shouldn't be affected by the heat and by the sun. Bez, Virashi brings Vaita Rashi brings later on, I believe in Parashas Akev, how you shafim biksusam umegatsim oysam. He would clean their clothing. Shafim shafim literally means would rub out the dirt. He would clean their clothing. Umagatsim oysam and press it. So that was the second thing. Number one, it protected them from the heat. Number two, it cleaned and pressed their clothing. There was another onon besides these six. There was another one that went before them. To guide them, to lead them uh, uh, which direction to go. The fourth thing, to flatten out, to smoothen out the, 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 the road and to protect from destructive forces. As Rashi brings, man michesa govoya, it would flatten the, 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 the bumps that, that rose above the, the road. And it would lift up the indentations, the, the, the potholes in the ground. And would kill the snakes and the scorpions. So this is why we needed the clouds, for the heat, for the clothing, for the, for the directions. And for to flatten out the terrain. But after Aaron passes away, the Eden did not need this anymore. In them alum was the anonym of Nufkiton Farzain, in them alum, sorry, was the anonym of Nufkiton Farzain, all this which the anonym did. The mountain in which Aaron is buried, which is where they were when Aaron passed away, it's on the border of the land of Edom, at the very edge of the Midbar, close to inhabited places, clearly it's not going to be as oppressively hot, as it is in the desert, in the Midbar, when there's no trees and there's no houses, there's nothing there. So the sun beats down and becomes very hot. And without the Anonim, it would be impossible to survive. But once you get into places where people live, there's less heat of the sun. And then he adds in the brackets, it's not just about the geographical location that they're closer to a place where there's less heat, but also due to the time of the year, there's going to be less heat. Not only geographically is it less hot once you get to inhabited places, but also on the calendar. Aaron passed away on the first day of the month of Ob. Which is already close to the time when the heats begin to diminish. Heat begins to diminish. Like the Gemara tells us that from the 15th day of Ob, the heat of the sun, the strength of the sun begins to get weaker. Now, before we uh, go on, the Rebbe is going to parenthetically bring and explain what does it mean that it gets uh, less hot if we know from the Gemara in Yuma that actually the second half of Av and Elul is the hottest part of the summer. This doesn't contradict the fact that Rashi teaches in Parshas Noyach as Choim that heat, when is the hottest time? Main the end of the summer, which is Chatsi of the Elul Vachatsi Tishrei, the end of Av, second half of Av, the month of Elul and the first half of Tishrei, which then the world is very hot. As the Gemara brings, Shilhi Kaita Kashimi Kaita. The end of the summer is hotter, is more oppressive than the than the rest than, than the actual summer. 
So seemingly a contradiction here. You're saying that from the 15th day of Av, the, the, the heat of the sun gets weaker. And here Rashi brings a reference in a Gemara in Yuma where, it's, where it implies that the second half of Av is when the sun, is when the summer actually gets really hot. So it says, it's not a contradiction. Why? It's very important to see how, how precise Rashi is in his wording. The world is very hot, meaning the temperature out there is very hot. Because in the summer, in the time that passed, the heat built up in the, in the world and in the people. The heat was building. There was a, a, a getting hotter and hotter. And therefore, by the time you get to the end of the summer, you feel this heat very strongly. But the heat of the direct sun, it gets weaker from the 15th day of Av and on. As you see clearly that the, 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 the nights, the, the, the days get shorter and the sun it does not beat as strongly. So there's two aspects. There is the fact that it's actually hotter uh, because of the buildup of heat throughout the middle of the summer, but the actual direct uh, uh, heat of the sun begins to get weaker. So in our case, in the Yidin Ar, uh, at the edge of the desert, uh, on the way to go into Israel, the Baldas Bizmisas Aaron, their Kayit Shaovar Allah of the Anonim by Sheet Stevens from the Mechema Shemesh. Since until this time, the uh, dur during the actual summer, the clouds were protecting the Yidin from the heat. Is the Nidke then Kvarnis Chamim Kola Avir Vigufabrius Bechema Kayit Shaovar Allah. So they did not experience a buildup of heat in the atmosphere, in the air, and in their own bodies. Because they were, till, till this time, they were in the air-conditioned clouds. And since, from this point, from the 15th of Av and on, the sun does not beat so strongly. So they did not need the clouds to protect them from the heat of the sun, the heat and the sun. In other words, the first thing we said was, what was the advantage of the clouds that are protecting them from the heat and the sun? First of all, they're about to go into an inhabited place where the heat is not as bad. Number two, uh, the time of the year is the time of the year where things begin to lighten, to the heat lessens. And even though the Gemara says that it gets very hot, but in this case, since they were inside the clouds till now, so there was no buildup of heat, and the sun is not beating so strongly, so it's possible that they could survive without the clouds. Similarly, the second thing we said about the clouds was that it would clean and press their clothing. It's not either such a major necessity at this point. Because if there was a case that the clothing wore out, they, 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 they tore, which is the Pusik on which Rashi explains that the clothes were uh, cleaned and pressed by the clouds. It's not such a big deal at this point, because since we said that by this point in time, they're already nearing the inhabited parts of the world, he can go into a store and he can buy a garment from the, the neighboring nations. Base. 
Eichat Menschen nicht gedarft ankommen bei Herrlich zum Nest, als ein Onon, so sie weisen den Weg. Nor do we need so desperately the, the, the guidance of the Onon to know where to go. They're in a place where they already have paved roads. In other words, we're, we're imagining at this point that in the desert where it's just sand and there's no directions, there's no signs of where to go. So if you don't have the cloud in the front, you can just go round and round in circles or go nowhere. But if you're in, if you're near by the built-up cities, which to have roads leading to the cities, you can follow the road. You don't need the cloud. Gimel, und hat er gesagt, ich mit dem Uftu von Heiligen Nachaschen war Kravim, sein Dignon zum Kremischel Yishuf. Similarly, since they're nearing inhabited places, so the more people you have, the less the uh, desert animals, the desert creatures are comfortable. So in the, in the depth of the desert, there's many snakes and scorpions, and therefore you need to have uh, the clouds to kill them so they shouldn't hurt anyone. But once you're nearing the inhabited parts of the world, there are less snakes and scorpions, and you don't need clouds to, to save you from them. So this is the suggestion of why we, we don't hear anything about the clouds after Aaron passed away, because it's possible that we don't hear that, that it came back, because it's possible that Ataka didn't come back. And why didn't it come back? Because they weren't needed. Before we get to, to, to answer this, to refute this, we're going to point out uh, something about uh, the, the, uh, when exactly did the clouds flatten out the mountain, flatten out the terrain. Even though one of the purposes of the clouds was to flatten out the mountains. Rashi explains by the words The question was, Rashi asks, how is there a mountain for Aaron to be buried in it if the Onon, if the clouds flattened out all the mountains? So he answers, Even though the, generally speaking, the clouds would flatten out all the mountains, three mountains remained. One was Har Sinai, one was Har, 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 Har which was where Aaron was buried, and one was Har Nevoi for Moshe's burial. So if you have to tell me that Harnavoy was not flattened by the clouds, implies that till that point, the clouds were still flattening mountains. Harnavoy is Moshe's passing, which happens after Aaron's passing. Aaron passed away in Ov. Moshe passed away Zion Oder. So it's like seven months later. So it seems that the, that the clouds continued after Aaron's passing, and therefore Rashi has to tell us that Harnavoy wasn't flattened by the clouds. We may be able to answer this, even though not so smoothly. The fact that the clouds or cloud flattened all the mountains, it doesn't mean that it happened as the Yidden would approach the mountain, the, the, the cloud would flatten it. Nor it would happen earlier. For example, Rashi says, it says, Kuma Hashem, in the passage, So Rashi brings that the cloud would, would go three, three, uh, uh, um, uh, the, the Oren, I'm sorry, would go three days ahead of them. So Moshe would say, stop, let, let us catch up. So just like the uh, Oren was three days ahead, the cloud was three days ahead or more. 
And therefore, it, it, it didn't wait until the Yidden actually came to the mountain to flatten it. It was happening in advance. So the same thing, it's possible to answer that before Aaron passed away, the clouds flattened all the terrain, all the way till Harnavoy, which the Yidden would travel in for the next seven months. So it happened, Taka, before Aaron passed away. So if you're going to say, uh, uh, when did this stuff get flattened? If it stopped by Aaron, you could say it happened before Aaron passed away. And it went, it, it went ahead to flatten everything till Harnavoy. So this is how you would answer that. Now, Pisa, this will also answer another question. This also will explain the order in which Rashi lists the three mountains that were not flattened by the clouds. Har Sinai, Har Nevoi, That's the order. Chronologically speaking, Har Nevoi is after Har Nevoi. Harnavai is where they are, where Moshe passes away. Harar is where they are, where Aaron passes away, which, as we just explained, was before Moshe. So it's, if, he's, if he's listing it in chronological order, it should have said Har Sinai, Harar, and Harnavai. But now that we're saying that it happened earlier, that even before Aaron passed away, the Abishter, the Aaron already flattened all the, all the terrain till Harnavai. It'll make sense when Asher uses this order. Oh, but Alpia now that can resign. By prefacing before that the fact that the Anon left and didn't flatten Harnavoy, so the Moshe should have a place to be buried. He does not given an Dickens man did not happen after, chronologically speaking, after Aaron passed away. When the Eden's when the Eden arrived there, not in themselves man when Aaron. But it happened at the same time that it left and didn't flatten Hayrahar for the burial of Aaron. At the same time, it it it, it left Harnavoy and didn't flatten it for Kvuras Moshe. So therefore, it could say Harnavoy first to tell us that Harnavoy and Harahar actually happened at the same time. Sorry. So now we have a suggested answer that why don't we find anywhere in Chumash where it says that the clouds came back because they never came back. And why didn't they come back if the, if the well came back? They didn't come back because they weren't needed. And as we just explained, in Sif Gimel is going to refute this answer and is going to say that it is certain that the clouds did come back and that they were needed even after Aaron's passing. In truth, however, it's, it's absolutely necessary to say that the clouds did return and did accompany the Yidden even after the passing of Aaron, vile because, and for the following reasons, Aleph. The pastos vert mitlan chesma derech nit kemein blois to farhitin fun blonjin in midbor, which is anani talking drachim. When it says that the cloud led them on the way, on the path. It doesn't just mean that they shouldn't get lost in the Midbar because there's no uh, uh, paved roads. To show them the direction which David wants them to travel. You can have paved roads and still not go to go to the right or to the left or straight. They needed to know where does David want them to go. And since even after Aaron passed away, there were a number of additional journeys and stops that the Yidden made. They needed, they needed to depend on the cloud for these journeys. 
Beis Rashi Zog Beferus as Noch Misas Aaron Cholzru Lachireim Derech Yamsuf Sheva Masoyis Tzurikin Midbar. Rashi says that after the passing of Aaron, they went backwards. They went seven stops back into the Midbar. And again, in the Midbar there are no roads. So besides the fact that there was still there was more travel, there was actually travel in the Midbar where they don't have roads. So they certainly would have needed the clouds to guide them on that journey. Gimel. One of the things that were not mentioned in Si'if Beis as one of the benefits of the clouds is that the clouds protected them at, at times of war. Gimel, they are not the clouds protected the Yidin from war with the other nations. Explained by the war of Amalek, as it says, go out and battle against Amalek. Go out of within the space of the clouds and battle with Amalek. As long as the Yidden were surrounded by the clouds, the nations were not able to have any control to be able to go to war with them. As Rashi explained earlier in Chumash, the cloud would absorb these arrows and these heavy, these big stones that would be thrown at them, which the Egyptians would throw. So therefore, Underfar, we let's finish the question. Ad gleich noch misas Aaron, and therefore actually we find that after Mr. Aaron passes away, the Knani heard that Aaron passed away, and they go out to war against the Yidden. Vidashi is mefaris, and Ashi explains as the Zen because nistalko anani kavit ater gimentas nitna rishusli lachem biyisro that because the clouds left, he thought that Ad Knani thought that now he has permission to go battle against, go to war against the Yidden. Asher lachein hot migedarfti anani kavit subashit nidden eichinish but. So we still need the clouds to protect the Yidden from future war. So even though the, the things that, Ashi, that, are, that were mentioned in Sea of Bays, it seemed to imply that they weren't needed, we didn't mention the whole thing that there was a protection from war. And the Yidden were still approaching Eretz Yisrael, they're still going to be at war with some of the, the, some of the nations, and they need the clouds to protect them. Dalid, another reason, they're eif to fun him onan in the Membeis Masois, is given nitna to weisen wut zu gehen. The purpose of the honor, which we said, lan chaisam haderech, to show them the way. It wasn't just to tell them where to go. Nor eich li detayde is meidech in parashas ba'aloyischa, zu meidia zayn ven un vilayng. Ezon zayn der yachnu und der yiso. The clouds also served to tell the yidin how, when, and how long they should camp or they should travel. But thus is Natik in which is relevant and necessary, not just in the desert, but in every single time they have to travel or stop, they have to know when should they stop and how long should the stop be, and when should they start when should they start traveling again. So besides the fact that 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 we said before that we that we need to know the direction that the Abister wants them to travel, even if they knew the direction how, in, in, in some way without the clouds, we still need to know when they should travel, when they should stop and camp. Peaker, here is the fifth and final point. Rashi brings that up in Barshas Bolok Nochmi says Aroin Afin Posik Vahika Oisam Lashem Neged Hashemesh and Barshas Bolok in the story with the with the with the, with the Yidden who sinned with the 
daughters of Mayav, and this is already after Aaron passed away, the Pasuk says, bring them out uh, to Hashem under the sun. The Shemesh would let us know, would notify who are the sinners. How? The cloud would be folded back. And the sun would beat onto this person, and the person would die from the sun, and you would know that he was a sinner. This is happening after the passing of Aaron. And Ashi says clearly that there was an onan there. The, the, the cloud was folded back. And it was protecting from the sun. If not for the fact that there was a cloud, nothing would happen to this guy. You had to pull away the cloud in order, to, in order for the sun to beat down onto this person. Now we're back to our original question. Why is it not mentioned anywhere that it happened and when it happened or how it happened that the clouds were returned? And why did their removal of the clouds not cause a disappointment to the Yidin or an uproar from them? Why don't we hear from them anything? Where are our clouds? And in Sif Dal, we're going to begin the answer, and we're going to see something that I believe is a fascinating chiddush of this sicha. It's going to answer our question, and it's going to be by once again looking at the very precise wording of Rashi. And every time Rashi says a word or omits a word, it's actually to teach us a lesson, an answer that affects and could affect an entire story. We'll understand this by first introducing a, a, a nuance and a change in Rashi's wording when he touches in certain places he calls he refers to the clouds as anane covid clouds of honor or clouds of glory and in some places Rashi says the word clouds stam without the word covid these two terms we also find that in the Medrashim where it speaks about the seven clouds in tail Medrashi Chazal is the Gisa Shiva Anonimoyu in certain Medrashi Chazal the wording is there were seven clouds or in Andra Shiva Anani Kavidoyu and in other Medrashim it says seven clouds of Kavid Rashi Vipirushi Alatera Klaibtuisun Shrived Shiva Anonim Ksuvim Rashi, in his Pirush Alatera, in Parshas Baaloischa, where it speaks about the, the, the traveling, the travels of the Yidden, the journeys of the Yidden, Rashi says there were seven clouds and does not use the word Kavit. So what does it mean? Why in some places does it say Anani HaKavit, Anani Kavit, some places not? So here's the explanation. The Chilik Tzivishun Anonim Stam, or Anani Kavit, the difference between regular clouds and clouds of glory, of honor, when you say anani covid, it means like it sounds. As their ganser tachli zayir is not surviving kainus all Yisrael. Their entire purpose is solely to display the honor of the yidden. No seit is given anonymous zayir inyan is given suvashitz no mazor gedidim zayir tzarachim when yonam amuchrachim. There were certain clouds that were there to provide, to protect, and provide the yidden with their necessities. Even though automatically this would let us un, un, lead us to understand that the Yidden were precious to Hashem, that He was giving them these clouds to provide for their needs. 
Nevertheless, as when a zayin given noch anonim was calling yonim, he given the shem covered that raised eyes and that people the rebbe says mechabadid. There were other clouds, and even though from the very fact that the cloud, some of the clouds were 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 providing the yids, the practical needs of the yidin. Nevertheless, there were other clouds that were not there for the purpose of providing anything other than displaying the honor of the yidin. How much the abish, how much Hashem honors the yidin. And therefore it's understood that not all of them can be referred to as clouds of glory. The cloud that was flattening the terrain and killing the snakes and the scorpions is not a cloud of glory. Its purpose was a necessity in order to be able to travel the Midbar. Similarly, the cloud that was protecting them from the heat of the sun or from the nations at time of war is a neat not to live in Yisrael, not to live at the Ellis and Yanin Chutzim. Its, its benefit is not only to honor the Yidin, it also benefits them in necessary practical things. And therefore, when Ashi speaks about flattening the terrain, when Ashi speaks about war, when Ashi speaks about the heat of the sun, Rashi is going to use the word anon, plain, not anane ha covid, with the word covid. And in the brackets, he brings example of dugma, but say, go out and battle with Amalek, go out of the anon, which is because the anon was protecting them from war. Zerkim chitzim, when the, when the, uh, Mitzrayim, the Egyptians would throw arrows, the cloud would absorb them. Which is, uh, Surashi even though the cloud is going before them to flatten the mountains, again, uses the word anon because it's, it's about flattening the terrain. Neged Hashemesh, talking about the fact that the anon could protect them from the sun, you would peel away the, 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 uh, the cloud, the cloud gets peeled away, and or folded away, and the sun uh, beats on him. When they talk about the people of Amalek, that Amalek fought against those who were lagging behind, the onon, the, the, the cloud would expel them. So in all these cases, Rashi uses the word onon because it's referring to the fact that the onon was providing the needs of the Yidin. But when he speaks about the anonym, that left after Aaron passed away, is dirt their lotion is nor the Anani Kavoid. Over there it says that it was only the Anani Kavoid that left. Nor the Yisrael, only the Anonim, the clouds that were there for the glory and the honor of the Yidin. Those are the ones that left. But not the Anonim that were providing the needs of the Yidin. So, therefore, when Ashi is talking about the Anonim leaving, he says Anani Kavit, because it was only those Anonim that were there for the honor of the Yidin that left. And these, according to Psutish Mikra, unlike the fact that the Gemara says that they came back, according to Psutish Mikra, these Anani Kavit never came back. There's no indication anywhere that these Anonim returned. And this will also answer the questions very obviously. Why the Eden did not have any complaints 
with regards to these clouds like they had Mavayrish Miriam, because these clouds weren't doing anything for them in, in, in the area of necessity. When they had no water, they, they cried to Moshe, we have no water. Had the clouds been the cloud of heat protection or uh, uh, protection from the, uh, uh, the, from the, from the uh, bumpy terrain, had that been taken away, they might, they might have complained and said, we can't go anymore, it's too bumpy or it's too hot. But since their needs were being met, they had no reason to complain. So this answers both of our questions. That according to Pesudah Shomikra, according to Rashi, the Anani the, the the clouds were there in, in Aaron Shchus. When Aaron passed away, the Anani Hakavoid, those clouds that were there only for the for the COVID of the Eden, were taken away. But the rest of the clouds remained, and therefore there's no uproar by Klal Yisrael. What, what happened to our clouds? Because their needs were still being met. Now, this actually helps us understand a number of things. Um, the the Re'em asks the question, and Sifei is going to talk about our Rashi that we mentioned earlier, that now is so much is understood so much better. So let's do it. Let's continue going. This will answer the question of Rabbi Eliyahu Mizrahi, a, a very uh, 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 prominent commentator on Rashi. And he asks the following question. Since we know that there were six clouds, the four, uh, there were seven, but there were four clouds on the four sides, one above and one below. And the sukkah is a representative of these clouds. And Rashi says, when the Hashem says, I put the Yidin in sukkahs, Rashi says, he put them in the clouds. Sukkah should have also been built in a way that there's one wall above, one wall below, and four full walls. And in actuality, the halacha is that it's enough to have two full walls and one partial wall that is only wide at tefach. So the aim asks the question, why does a sukkah not need six full walls? Because you say now we can add on to this question. You can't have more than six walls, really. But why don't we have anything in the sukkah to remind us of the seventh cloud, which was the one that was going before them to guide them uh, and, and to lead the way? But according to this explanation, that there were two types of cloud clouds. There was an covered and regular anonym that, that were there for their for their needs. This answers the question. The zecher v'smir machin is not to the anani kovid. The remembrance that we have in the sukkah is for anani kovid. Is the words Rashi uses. Bekiba sukkah soy shafti anani kovid. The anonim was calling yodim is not the same kovid. Those clouds that were there solely for the honor and glory of the yidn. But this seventh cloud that was going before them, including several of the other six clouds, were also there to serve the needs of the Yidden. And those are not necessarily being remembered in the Sukkah. And therefore, the, the, the number of walls of the sukkah is not, is not connected with the number of the clouds of, of, uh, of, uh, that, that were there because not, uh, not all the clouds were anani covered. Especially since the, which clouds were doing what, there must have been changes 
in which which clouds were doing what the massive in those journeys where they did not need protection from a certain side if the sun wasn't there if people weren't throwing things at them is there then the cloud on that side was there just for the glory just for the honor so we don't even know how many clouds were for what was for the was for the uh uh, and how many clouds were there for the necessities. And therefore, the number of clouds is not connected to the number of walls of the sukkah, even though the sukkah as a whole represents the clouds as a whole. So we answered so far already one question with this chidish nifla that there was there was uh, uh, two types of clouds. This will also explain a diuk a, a, a specific understanding in the Rashi that we mentioned earlier. Previously in Siv Gimel, when we were talking about the fact, was it Siv Gimel? We were, we were talking, yes, yeah, Siv Gimel. They were talking about the fact that the Knainim, when they saw that the Anani Akavid left after Aaron passed away, they said, oh, we now have permission to go fight against the Yidden. So they thought they had permission. To go to war against the Yidden. If the clouds were gone, but Aaron passed away and the clouds were totally gone, then Rashi should have said much more than they had permission. They had now the ability to go to war. Until the, 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 till uh, now, the Yidden were surrounded by the clouds. It was impossible to penetrate the clouds and fight with the Yidden. Now that there's no clouds, now they can now they can go to fight go to war against the Yidden. Why does Rashi only focus on the rishus on the permission and not on the fact that everything changed? But now we can, according to what we said here, it's understood. Even after the Ananiya covered, the clouds of honor and glory were removed, the cloud of protection remained. So if the clouds were still there, what changed in the mind of the Knaini? He thought that since the Anani Kavod went away, the Eivishter vice showing Merit as Reis as Zeifel Kavod Suiden, the Eivishter is not anymore displaying that much honor to the Yidden. He does have a vice as Nitna Rishus Lachem Be Yisrael. This shows that there's permission. The, the ability didn't change. The ability didn't change. The Yidden were still protected by the protective clouds, but the Knaini thought. That once the Anani Kovei, the clouds of glory are away, this might be an indication that they can start up with the Yidden. So then you're going to ask, how do they plan on going to war? If the clouds of protection were still there, even if they have permission, how are they going to win this war? How is it possible? And why would the Knani think that it could actually lead a war against the Yidden when they are protected by the clouds? That's not a question. Why not, Vile? In this detail, his audacity led him to not using his, to, led him to, to, being, to being silly about it, to being uh, 
not smart. And he figured that the Yidin are going to go out of the clouds in order to fight with him. So what happened was the Yidin were still protected. But they lost their Anani HaKavid. The Kenaini thought that this is an opening, a permission to go to war against the Yidin. And he thought that what he'll do is he'll draw them out from the clouds and they'll come out to fight with him. And this makes sense, especially as the Kenaini does Amalek, that here when it says Kenaini, it's referring to the nation Amalek. When Amalek is given there, was a chain from Freer, Gefit Muhammad. We already had this once, that there were certain a weaker Yidden that were expelled from the clouds and the, 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 the people of Amalek came to fight against these Yidden. Even right after the Yidden went out of Mitzrayim and all of the, all of the other nations were afraid to start up with the Yidden. He jumped in, like the Marashi gives the example of a hot bath, that it's so hot and no one wants to go in. One person jumps in, even though he gets burned, it cools it off for everyone else. Once again, he starts up, he measures himself, he goes up against the Yidin, in this impulsive way, despite the fact that they were protected by the Anon. So it makes even more sense. If you think it's the Amaleki, he, he's done this before. So now that we understand that there was two types of clouds and only the Anani Kovid disappeared after Aaron passed away, this Rashi makes sense. The Knani, the Amaleki, thought he had permission, which means he thought there was an opening to go, and he thought that once he gets closer, the Yidin will come out from the Anon and he'll be able to fight them. But he, there was no Afsharius that the, 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 the ability didn't change because the clouds of protection were still there. We still have a question. In other words, why do we still have a question? Because we gave an example of a bunch of Rashi's where Rashi uses the word Onon because uh, that Rashi is referring to the pragmatism of the Onon and not the glory, uh, the honor of the Onon. In see above, he's going to bring a Rashi, which seems to be something very practical. And Rashi uses the word Anani Kovit. And he's going to say, if this is a practical need, why does Rashi use the word Anani Kovit? This explanation that there's a difference between the clouds of glory and the clan and, and the regular clouds that were there for their needs. You can ask Rashi Zokdoch. Rashi says, as the Anani Kovoid, the clouds of Kovoid of glory, how you shafim, Bichusum and Magatim, how would clean their garments and press them, the Afktanayem, Kishmaisha, how you gedalim, how you go to Levushanimoem, and also the little children, as they would grow, the garments would grow with them. But the Beda Uftuing in both of these accomplishments, the fact that the clothes were cleaned and pressed, and the fact that the clothes changed sizes and got bigger with the children, this seems to be the needs of the person, uh, not just the idea of covet. So why does Rashi use the word anani covet? In Amis Nobres does concussion. In truth, this is not a question. We're going to take both thing, both details. The second one first. We're going to focus first on the detail of the fact that the clothes grew with the children. 
The fact that Rashi says that their clothing would grow with the children. Rashi does not mean to say that this was something that was done by the clouds. What kind of connection is the fact that the clothes would grow with the fact of the clouds of COVID? Nor. Since Rashi is already talking about the garments, that they were cleaned and pressed by the clouds. So Rashi says that another totally separate miracle occurred. That they grew together with the children. But it's connected not with the clouds, but with the bodies of the Yidin. The Rashi says in that Rashi and Simlas Chalivosa Me'alacha that it grew, that the clothes grew with them, like the shell of a snail, that the shell grows with the snail, so too the, children, the, the clothes grew with the children. So this is more connected to the bodies of the children than to the fact that they were inside the clouds. And the fact that Rashi brings it here in continuation to the fact that the clouds were cleaning their clothes is because otherwise a question would, would, would rise. The Pasik is saying that while you travel through the Midbar, the clothes never tore, never wore out uh, 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 on you. The, the older, uh, the adults, were able to consistently wear the same clothes. Because the clothes never wore out. Because the, the, the clouds constantly kept them clean and fresh. But the question you would have is, how about the children? How did they consistently wear the same clothing? Because they're growing and their sizes are changing. And this Pasek, Rashi addresses this and says, The Ebishter was showing a miracle that another separate miracle, the clothes grew with them. So this is answer number one. With regards to the fact that the clothes, the clothes were growing with the children, this has nothing to do with the Anani Kavid, and therefore there's no question that it's a that that, that uh, the Anonim are doing a practical need because this is nothing to connect, it's not connected. It fits into this Rashi because we're discussing the fact that that they did never have to change their clothing. And the question is going to be, what about the children? And the Rashi has to explain that the children, their clothes grew with them. But it's not part of the accomplishments of the Anani Akavit. And thus was the Anani Akavit of Yeshav and Miksusum Megatsim The fact that Rashi says that the clouds of glory, the Anani of Kavit, were cleaning and pressing their clothing is not given a hechrich. It's true that it was a, a, a practical need, but it wasn't a necessity. This is something that even without the clouds, the Eden could have done. They could have cleaned and pressed their clothes regularly like everyone else does. It wasn't something that was a necessity. Just like the fact that their clothes never tore is not a necessity. 
They could have always bought them, uh, uh, provided, gotten themselves new clothing. Either from the many garments that they took with them going out of Mitzrayim. Or they could have uh, weaved and sewn a garment from the wool that they had from the many sheep. Or they could have bought the garment at those times when they were nearby uh, a, 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 an inhabited place where people were selling clothing. So the fact that the, that, that, that the, that the clouds were cleaning and pressing their garments was actually a, an item of luxury. Not an item of necessity. We bowed as their shofim when we got some durch the anane kovik. Dafke is givenita in the krechi for Eden. Nor blaze to farsparchen to farsparenze atircha kala. And since the fact that the clouds were cleaning and pressing their clothing was not a necessity, it was just to avoid them having to have a little bother. This is the true definition and a sign of respect. cherishes and honors the Yidin, that he's even this act that they could have done themselves, he's doing it for them. And therefore this too is connected to the Anani Kovid, to the clouds of, of honor of Kovid, because Hashem was doing something, the clouds were doing something for them that they could have technically done themselves. In the beginning of the Sikha, the Rebbe said that the Be'er shall Miriam returned on the Tzchus of Meisha. We see that very clearly in Rashi. Therefore, it is Mistaber Tzuzogin. It's logical to say that the same thing happened with regards to the clouds. So the Siv Zayin is going to ask the question, why Taka did the clouds not come back? They were, they were there for COVID. So why did the why was the Be'er returned Tzchus Meisha? And the Anani Akavid, why were they not returned? Rashi says that the fact that the Be'er stopped was connected with the passing of Moshe. This implies that Rashi holds that the, the Be'er was returned after Miriam's passing in Moshe's honor. Why did the clouds of glory not come back? Why were they not returned in Moshe's honor, Moshe's merit? We can answer as follows. Those things that the Eden received through Meisha is needly by Arenu Miriam was Pischusam have been eaten by Kumen and Anakavad Maim. It's not like Aaron and Meisha that it was in the merit because Aaron was such a holy person, the Miriam was such a holy person in the fact that the Eden were 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 amongst. In the presence of a special person, they received special things like the clouds of glory and the water. When it comes to Meisha Rabbeinu, it's a different story. It's not a schos. It's rather it's the task of Meisha. As the shepherd of the faithful shepherd of the Eden, Meisha has to provide the Eden with anything that they need. And when they need it. And therefore, when it came to Be'edah Shel Miriam, they needed water. Moshe brings the water back because Moshe has to provide them for their needs. But the Anani covered, which were not an item of necessity, Moshe didn't have to bring it back. And now we could actually understand something, something make much more gishmak. And, we, and it's, it's going to bring out the fact that 
because it's not an issue of schus, that is because of the presence of Moshe Rabbeinu, therefore, if necessary, it continues beyond Moshe's time on this earth. We're going to see that this idea that Moshe provides Yidin with their needs is not like an item of schus, of merit, which stops once the person providing the schus passes away. Because this is not an union of schus, but it's an union of the fact that Moshe provides the Yidin for their needs. Therefore, even after Moshe Rabbeinu passes away, Moshe Rabbeinu makes sure that these things, are the Yidin have what they need. Either that this need is not necessary anymore, so it stops. And if it is necessary, it continues even after Moshe's passing. Where do we see this? We'll see as follows. Even though we find that the air stopped after after Moshe's passing, so you're going to say, what are you going to do for water? At that point, the Eden do not need this well anymore. They already were at the edge, at the shore of the Yardin. Therefore, they had water from the Yardin River, and they did not need the Be'er Shomirium. So when Moshe passes away, the air stops, because they don't need water anymore from the Be'er. Similarly, with regards to the mon, even though the Moshe passed away on Zion other, the mon stopped falling from the heaven. But they still had mon, even after Moshe passed away. They were provided from the mon. They were sustained by the mon that they collected on that day until they brought the Omer sacrifice on the 16th day of Nisan. And that gave them the possibility to now eat the produce uh, from the produce of the new year, of the new season, until that point for, for, for 39 days from Zion Eor, Zion Odin, until Tez Zion Nisan, the Eden ate the mon that fell on Zion other. Because Moshe Rabbeinu provides for his people even after he passes away. And therefore, when it came to the water, they didn't need the Be'er, so the Be'er could stop. But the mon that they did need after Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, even though the mon stopped falling, but it fell on Zion other in a way that it could continue to provide them with their needs for another 40, 39 days, even though Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't physically on this world. The fun Sifches, this teaches us with regards to the Rabbeim of every dirt. That even in a time when you do not see what they are giving in a revealed way. Similar to the fact that once Mesha passed away, if you're looking from a world view, from a world's perspective, you don't see the man falling. You think that it stopped, There is a famous rule, as do not separate themselves from their flock. It's not only because of the fact that the, that the Rabbeim, or the Rebbe, serves from above. Which cannot be seen with our physical eyes. But also because those 
accomplishments and those achievements that they did for Yidin while they were alive on this earth, Zayin and are a continuing impact. We are sustained by it even after they're passing from this world. So here we have a Sikha Parshus Chukas, which when the Sikha was said, there was no uh, 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 Gimel Tamus, at least not the Gimel Tamus that we know. And, and the Rebbe puts it in here, into the Sikha, to tell us that from the story of this, of the fact that the Anani Yaakovic stopped when Aaron passed away and didn't come back from to, uh, didn't come back because Moshe Rabbeinu provides the necessities of Yidin. But when it came to the Mon, the Yidin continued to be sustained by the Mon even after Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. Is a lesson to Nesir Yisrael Bechol Deir that even if things look like they stopped, the Mon wasn't falling from heaven. But nevertheless, those things that the Nesir Yisrael did, Bechayim Chayusam, continue beyond their time on this earth continue in uh, 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 in this world in a revealed way. This also connects with with Yud which many years, including this year, are going to be in the in the week that are blessed by Parshas Chukas. Because this thing is actually seen expressly in the Gula of the Friedrich The victory and the redemption of the Friedrich of Yudbezid Gimotamus had an impact in the country of Russia. In that time, that it should strengthen the Yiddishkeit and strengthen Torah and spread Yiddishkeit. Is a pula nimsheches ademazen. This is something that continues to this very day. This already established three generations of Yidden that follow Torah and mitzvahs in that country. But Dan passing up Torah as leyumushu mipicha mipizeracha mipizeracha meatoadelam. That if it's three generations, children and children's children, then it's leyumushu. It'll never stop. We're seeing that there are some that from a number of generations were removed from Teda and Yiddishkeit. To live the massive because of the terrible conditions in that country. They too are benefiting from the Gula to this very day. This is awakening them now into the mode of tshuva. And they are returning to a life of Teir and Yiddishkeit happening today as an outcome of the Geula of the Friedekerebbe. And when we, if we will involve ourselves properly in the Pu'ulis of this Chagot, to strengthen Teda and Yiddishkeit, and to disseminate it, especially to, to spread the teachings, the wellsprings of Chassidus, this will bring the ultimate Geula, Mashiach, may it be made of Yemenu. Amen.